At the end of the year, we like to take some time to reflect, look at what went well this year, look at what went not so well, and share this transparently with our audience. This way, you will see exactly where our heads are at, and we also share our plans for next year. Let's get started. Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you're having a good Christmas preparation. In today's episode, we are going to look back at our year 2018 and all our people like to follow what we do with Mark. And obviously, I could not talk about this with any other guest than Mark. So how's it going, Mark? <laughs> I, had I to guess do you it, could huh? talk about it. I guess you could talk about it with other people. It would just be a, maybe a one-sided conversation, but there you go. <laughs> That's called a therapy. But uh, <laughs> this is not what we're doing, although maybe a little bit today. We're just looking back at things because I know people have been following us. I know, especially the health emission story, I think there needs to be a bit of a, a closing loop here because there's been a lot of updates and the site has not been doing well. And that's this only site we shared. So actually, it's funny because despite the fact that health ambition has not been doing well, and if you don't know it, we have this site, healthambition.com, that has been doing well for like five, almost five years. Five now. years, yeah. Five years, yeah. Uh, and this year with the Google Medic update, this site is in just the general health niche. This site has not done well with these updates. But despite all of that, if one of our sites that's on sale is going through before the end of the year, which is quite likely, this year will actually be the year where we have made the most money ever with Mark. So it's not a bad year for us. I know that it might look bad from the outside when we just share health admission, but we do a lot of other things. And despite the fact that there was a lot of ups and downs in terms of monetary uh, and revenue, it's like we've done pretty good. Uh, we've made quite a bit more money from affiliate. We've made quite a bit more money from Evergreen Funnels, which I talked about when I went to Bali, etc., we haven't really launched H Pro as well. So uh, despite the fact that we haven't sold the flagship course of Atari Hacker, we're still, we're still doing quite well. So overall, it's been quite a good year, but there's not everything has gone well as a lot of people that follow us know. So do you want to just maybe talk about kind of like the big focus of what the big focus of the year was? Yeah. So I would say fixing things was what we yeah. spent 2018 doing. So we had been running authority sites in 2013 and... A lot of the technology which we'd built up over the years, adding layers and layers of plugins and different tech stacks mixed together, it kind of got to breaking point after a while. It wasn't just on the sites, but just in the way we run our business in general. So simple things like Google Drive having separate G Suite installations. That was a real nightmare even a year ago because it was hard to like share files across different with different people and everyone had different email address endings so we kind of like brought it all together and that was kind of a big big thing even little things like we didn't it was only a year ago it's hard to believe it's only a year ago that we that we started doing sops properly prior to that we didn't have anything like that and we people just sort of had to remember stuff but we've been pretty good this year i think in documenting a lot of our processes doing kind of like the boring stuff really, which was necessary, painful, but necessary in order to allow us in future, hopefully, to to grow without tearing the whole company apart as what would have happened had we not started to like develop our processes better and 
fix our tech stack. The tech thing was really a bit a big one across several of our sites. We did, I mean, we did full redesigns on both Health Ambition and Authority Hacker, and those were not small projects by any means, no. taking several months each. One of them paid off, one not so much, but uh... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, I mean, we were running on like old teams that didn't look good on mobile. Page load speed was much worse on all sites as well. For example, like really quite bad in some cases, like some posts on Atari Hacker had 13 seconds load time, just to give you an idea of the kind of site, the sites that you can look at. Even health emission was quite bad. And some of our other sites as well were quite bad. So overall, refreshing all of that. But that meant when you change like foundations, like the teams you're using, the page builders you're using, etc., it means that a lot of the foundations of your site just, just don't stand anymore without you rebuilding them. So there's, there's like entire parts of your website that essentially need to be rebuilt from scratch. And that takes a lot of time. I mean, I remember migrating content to just a native WordPress editor on Health Emission took three months at the beginning of the year. Uh, I think we started, did we start in January last year? We started in last December year. and oh, we yeah. finished in, in March, uh, March. Someone was working on it full time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, once again, one of these things paid off, the other one didn't. But yeah, so this kind of stuff, we did a lot of boring stuff. We did a lot of kind of like groundwork for like taking our company to the next level. But that just takes a lot of boring stuff and stuff that doesn't necessarily make you grow, but just makes doing things easier and more repeatable. And so that was really this year. So it's not it's not the most exciting thing. And despite that, we still did quite well in revenue, which uh, makes me quite happy because we could have tried a lot harder. Yeah, I think um, um, a year ago, in October 2017, we had a AH Pro launch. That was actually the last time we did an AH Pro launch. It's been over a year since we've done that. It's quite crazy, quite actually. insane. But I remember it was it was a difficult launch. A lot of things went wrong. A lot of tech yeah. issues cost us a lot of money with that. And afterwards, you and I had a discussion. Like we've got to become less reliant on launches to sort of fund the business as they were at that time. And we never really came. I mean, we had that discussion. We never really kind of followed up with it in terms of talking about it. But as it transpires, we've kind of done that in a way because we've grown our evergreen revenue on Authority Hackers specifically, and we've grown affiliate revenue on, on other sites massively this yeah. year as well. So that's kind of transitioned us from a, a kind of very launch-dependent business to one which is kind of cooking coast a whole year with no launches really and do really well. So that's that's quite good to see that as well. Yeah, I guess I guess when you work on it every day, it's funny to talk about this now because when you work on it every day, we just see everything that's still broken, you know. But I guess I guess a lot of stuff is working as well, so it, it's kind of nice. But yeah, it, and we did that because we we're already like doing quite well. And it was like, well, if we want to really take things to the next level, we just need to fix things. And and also like I think one thing that we've done this year as well is uh, we've started new sites. Some of them doing really well that we'll talk about later. That's one of the things that also has motivated maybe the lack of action that you've seen on Health Ambition. But maybe we should just zoom in to each site first. And so we'll talk about Authority Hacker first. And then we'll talk about Health Ambition, give that update that everyone wants to hear. And then we'll talk about the other stuff that we've done. We don't necessarily share very often on this podcast. So let's first talk about Authority Hacker. And so as you can see, if you go on authorityhacker.com, the site has had a full redesign. It was rebuilt page by page. It was painful, but it was worth it. 
uh, not necessarily in terms of traffic. Like the traffic kind of where it was before. If you check in Ahrefs, it's funny. It looks like it's went down a lot because we went down for the keyword Amazon Associates. So we used to rank number three, I think, and now we're ranking number seven. And this keyword has like 170,000 searches per month or something like that, something crazy. But nobody clicked on our result when we ranked for this keyword because when people Google Amazon Associates, they want to go to Amazon Associates. And so as a result, it wasn't, you know, the traffic is about the same. But the time, like the time people spend on Atari Hacker is almost double now than it was before the redesign. So I think we've done a good job in terms of engagement. And it seems like people like the site a lot. We still have several hundred comments to go through. <laughs> But they've been worked on as well. So yeah, I know it takes a bit of time to get your comments approved, but we'll do that. The site is finally loading at decent speeds as well. Most blog posts load in like two seconds-ish, maybe three seconds when they're really big. But you know, that that's down from like 12 seconds at some point being of the year last year. We started rolling out things like custom content templates and so on. So it's working quite well. So that part of the actual tech of the tech of the site is much, much better. And we'll just have a clean place to actually do content. There was a point where I didn't want to do content on Atari Hacker just because the site was such a pain in the ass to work on. Yeah, I, I think as well, I mean, you just talked about the like custom content templates. And a few weeks ago when we talked about the Gutenberg update and active, not active, advanced custom fields i'm copying your mistake now advanced custom fields plugin for wordpress super powerful and we're really just scratching the surface with what we can do with it so i i would expect to see a lot more content from us around that next year yeah, yeah. actually the, um, it was going to come later but we're going to start doing it for platinum webinars again and the first webinar i'm going to do is actually going to be about that about doing using custom fields to build dynamic websites and it's quite amazing actually what you can do now. So that is the tech side. Now the blog side, the blog side is not as nice as the tech side because it's not resolved yet. Uh, there's been a lot of big changes in the editorial team. And as a result, there hasn't been a lot of new content coming out on the blog except because blog post that was released uh, about a month ago at this point. There is content updates going on. So I've actually started updating old content and uh, like literally today we were working on updating, for example, the affiliate site example post so that we can put new examples and things like that. So we're going to put quite a bit of energy into updating the content that exists already. And, and it's one of the first things that's going to come out. But I'm happy to say that I've actually started drafting new posts that will start coming out next year. It's not worth posting this year anymore. So yeah, it's going to be for next year now. But you know, outlines are being worked on right now. But in terms of the podcast, that's uh, it's been another interesting one as well. So I think we've done a fairly good job of being quite regular with it. There was that kind of lull over the summer while we were working hardcore on updating uh, TAS. And oh, yeah. I think I think we went quite a while without without it. But aside from that period, certainly now in the last quarter of the year, we've gotten really good at uh, pumping out one a week and keeping to our schedule. So uh, still, it's not where I want it to be in terms of regularity. I'd love to do 52 episodes every monday next year and i think two episodes every monday that's no you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> just to give some numbers so last year we had two hundred eighty thousand downloads of our podcast and this year we had three hundred twenty-five thousand, which is it's an increase it's not as big as an increase as i would like to see we are getting quite close to that magical one million downloads mark now and i think we'll have to do something special for that I haven't quite worked out what it'll be but uh you mean something equally special to like the 100 exactly yeah 
we had our 100th episode this year and uh, i don't think we did anything special for it <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're not we're not very good at this kind of stuff oh no we actually have i'm checking the feed right now we have like celebrating 100 episodes i can't really remember what we talked about <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah anyway it's going quite well the podcast is going quite well for some reason there's been less downloads since we released a new website and I've talked to so many people and they've told me they have no problem downloading the podcast. I'm not exactly sure what's happening, to be honest. It might just be the thumbnail change. That's kind of my best explanation. But if you have had any issue downloading the podcast, just let us know, fill it in a contact form or something. That would be really nice. To yeah, do. or email us support at authorityhacker.com and let us know if there's any issues with that because it seems to be a real problem. It's not too bad. Like it's still, it's still like, and the funny thing is, like everyone I'm asking to, they're like, no, no problem. I can download it. It's fine. So I'm not exactly sure what happens here. Whatever. Like it seems to be working on iTunes and everything. So I'm not too sure. Still okay. Still, we have our three listeners, uh, regular listeners. So we're good, basically. Now it's actually thousands of people listening to every podcast every week. It's kind of weird to be honest. Like you know, when I was going to these conferences, and like people would just mention things we said on the podcast, and for me, we're just like right now, we're just calling on like i'm talking and it's like not public in my head um, yeah it really doesn't feel like there's anyone listening to us talk right now but <laughs> yeah. uh, there are going to be thousands and it's when you meet people face to face it kind of those numbers you see in soundcloud or in analytics or whatever it's suddenly you realize oh actually each one of those numbers is a person and it's that was kind yeah. of like a quite an impactful moment for me at uh, the chiang mai seo conference after our, our meetup this year so yeah so yeah thanks for tuning in and everything it's like it it's not always easy for us to come up with a topic where we try to be regular and uh if you're here i guess you like it so thanks for that. i think as well next year we're we're gonna have some more guests on the episodes we've done with guests most of them have gone really well and we'd like to do more of that we're just cautious of just to explain so Running a podcast, we get a lot of people emailing us, pitching oh themselves or their, their boss as a guest and say, hey, can this person come on? Can this person come on? And to be frank, most of them sound kind of shit. But that's not to yeah. say they all are by any means. I've found some really interesting people who've done podcasts in the in the past that way. The, the one I did on internet law with Richard Chappell is a good example of that. But there are a lot of just not so interesting people who want to do get a bit of publicity so are doing the outreach circuit so to speak we're not going to take that approach but we've actually made a list of people we know or people we'd like to talk with about a certain topic because we've been impressed by their content or something they've done and i think next year from january we'll, you'll start to hear more of that we'll still do a lot of episodes most of the episodes will still be gail and i but just to let everyone know we'll we'll start increasing number of guests we bring on as well what i want is i want to push guests you know it's like i try to always challenge their views etc i find it like more healthy than just like rubbing their back and telling them how amazing they are yeah so it's like if we're gonna do interviews i want to do it that way and i'm sure some guests will hate it and i will make enemies doing this uh, but i don't care it's good to uh, speaking of enemies having guys like charles float come on our, our podcast issue has been really interesting actually and i think i think it goes to show that it's worth talking with people rather than uh dissing them i would say you can certainly learn a lot from people we're good friends with charles now it's like a lot of people that listen to the podcast are disapprove the fact that we invited him by the way like i've literally received emails telling me that i made a mistake but you know what i 
completely I'm fine with it. And I've been hanging out with Charles in Asia and he was actually really cool. And like, I'm learning a lot from him. So yeah, it's like, if it, the thing is like, even if you don't want to do gray hat stuff, even if you don't want to do PBNs, even if you disapprove of what he does, it's a reality of the market that people do these things. You might as well just talk to these people, understand what they do so you can compete better against practices that people will do regardless of whether you look at it or not. We're not just doing link building, right? You know, both gray hat, white hat, whatever hat you want to call it. Everyone has to do things like content and on page and work with algorithm updates. And people of different kind of backgrounds can have different views about those things which are relevant to you. And I know like we've learned a lot from what Charles has been talking about with uh, algorithm updates and that kind of thing. So it's worth basically don't write people off, like listen to what they have to say. You can learn a lot from them. Yeah, it's like you always gain more by just opening your ears and letting people talk, basically. So, And probably something that's going to happen next year. We're going to bring people from different backgrounds doing different things and so on. And I think that's going to be interesting, even though we will not agree with all of them. That makes it more fun to listen to as well. Anyway, let's talk about products and monetization for Atari Hacker. The first thing I'm going to talk about, because it's not that big, but actually, surprisingly, affiliate revenue has been going up quite nicely on Atari Hacker, despite us not trying very much. I think it's kind of a review content from last year that's ranking quite well this year and it's kind of like added up, et cetera. There's so, a few yeah, few things there as well. I think we tend to promote products which are the best and but not necessarily pay very well. That sounds uh, very objective. In affiliate <laughs> program. No, but really, a lot of people promote inferior products because they convert better as affiliates yeah, or they, yeah. have, they pay higher commissions. We don't, but some of those, a good example is ActiveCampaign. We use it a lot. I think it's a really good tool, and we recommend it across our site in, in, in many places. Their affiliate program until last year, until this year really, was was terrible in terms of commissions they paid. They were just really, really low. It was like 150 bucks a month max we were making or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but now it's like thousands. I think they increased the commission percentages, but also like it's, I think it's tiered now. I, I forget. Whatever yeah, we're doing, it's, it's working a lot better in terms of revenue for, for Active Campaign this year. And there's a, a couple of other examples of, of that happening as well. Yeah. So overall, I feel like revenue is decent on Atari Hacker. Once again, it's not really like we promote what we think is the best, regardless of what they pay. A good example is Mailshake. Mailshake. We recommend it in every post about link building. They don't have an affiliate program. We still send them traffic and we don't get paid for it. Nothing. Yep. And a lot of other tools work that way. But you know, when there's an affiliate program, I don't feel bad putting the affiliate link. Yeah, it's never um, really been our primary focus to, to make money from aff affiliate commissions on Authority Hacker. We're more about selling our, our training courses. But it's just nice to have that kind of extra, somewhat guaranteed income coming in every month as well. Yeah. So now let's talk about the Atari site system. This one is the course that, uh, where we basically build a new site from scratch and show you how we do everything. This course was aging a little bit. It was about two years old. And so because the way this course works, where you actually see us build a site, you know which site it is, you know all of that. It was hard to just record one or two videos here and there for things that have changed because then there's kind of a butterfly effect, right? You change something at the beginning of the course and that just gives you an entirely different side at the end. It just makes no sense if you re-record part of it. So we made the interesting decision of recording the whole thing again and rebuilding a whole new site just for this re-record. So essentially we re-recorded 120 plus videos and built a new site. And we refreshed every tactic and every tool we use 
And it's like, it's not just a re-record. It's really like a lot of new stuff in there. The course is basically twice bigger now. So it's been, it's been a lot of work. It was given for free as well to anyone that has bought the course so far. So it's not something that made us a lot of money for the amount of work that we put in there, but it's something that uh, makes us quite confident that this course is still the best in the industry for, for what it does, basically. Do you want to say something about that? Yeah, just the fact that we decided that we were going to focus working on this in May of 2018. And we planned to put it live in August. And we actually put it live in November. So it kind of took a lot longer than we expected. I think part of the reason for that is just we didn't really... Because it's twice as big, basically. I think it's more than twice as big. The content module alone was six hours long of video, which was more than the entire yeah, course. Yeah. The niche time. research is like four or five times more, bigger, yeah. like more, more content as well, like easily. Yeah, I feel like we've gotten better at producing, uh, teaching content. So we've gotten better at creating courses rather. And I think that that's going to translate next year when we, when we start releasing more Authority Hacker Pro Blueprints and other products as well. Yeah, I mean, it made, what made me really happy is like some people that were, they were like, happy with the course before but they were like you know like uh, i'm still missing this etc cetera, etc cetera. and then they went through a new one and they're like holy shit this is amazing like when i see these people that were like critical and demanding checking it out now and be like super happy i'm like well that was worth the time yeah, um, it's- and overall it really delivers like i'm very confident when i make promises about this course now because i feel it really delivers so i'm really happy yeah it's something that's really important for us as well like to to actually have good content that we put out there, especially in our courses. I see this with with other online marketers, the famous quote-unquote other online marketers. I'm not going to mention anyone specifically, but I understand understand why this happens. You you create a course and it's good. You think it's good and it probably is good when you create it, but the industry develops so quickly and learns new stuff so quickly and you get so much better as a content creator a short space of time that if you don't update your your courses every so often every couple years or or whatever then it's going to get very outdated and in four or five years time it's going to be pretty bad and there are some people who have courses out there which looking through the lens of today are pretty bad and so for us it's very important not to fall into that trap i think we were sort of it was starting to get there and had we not done that at this stage, we would have had a kind of average-ish course next year. But I think, as you said, this more than uh, makes up for that. And I think it's uh, it's pretty damn yeah. good now. Yeah, yeah. And all the existing members also saw that we deliver on our promises that we, you know, when we sell these courses, we're like, oh, you get all the updates for free, you know? And well, people got the updates for free. So it's despite the fact that this was like several months of work, et cetera. So I'm pretty happy about this. Now let's talk about Atari Hacker Pro, which is not the same scenario right now, because essentially Atari Hacker Pro is slowly falling into the same issue that we had with the Atari site system, which is one of the main reasons why we haven't done a launch this year. Several parts of the content are still up to date, but also a bunch of others are need update and just to, are not in phase with, with the best practices of today. So we actually started re-recording new blueprints and or updating blueprints. And actually, the first ones should be coming out as early as January. Same with webinars as well. We are already queuing the next ones and everything is starting again in January. So basically, HPro is going to get the same treatment as the Autoday site system. And hopefully, it's going to bring it back to a level where we're happy to sell it again. And it's something, as you say, is very important to us to the point where 
when we fail, this is not delivering on, on what we would expect. If we paid ourselves for a course, we just don't sell it. And that's what we've done with Zotori Hacker Pro. That's why we haven't been selling it this year as a launch, etc. So yeah, that's basically it. And if you're an from member, expect a bunch of updates coming next year. Now that the Zotori system is behind us, we can do this one. So that's basically it for courses and monetization, etc. Let's talk about conferences, real life events, etc. So for the first time, I actually met people that read our stuff in real life almost. Uh, <laughs> it actually started in, uh, in August, not during the conferences, but there was a um, DC Dynamic Circle event in Budapest and I just showed up for drinks and like a bunch of people knew us and I was like, wow, that's interesting. And there was even some authority side system members and so on. Around the same time, we kind of made the decision that we tried to show up at some of the big events in Asia because a lot of them happen in Asia. So I was contacted by DMSS in Bali and then I talked to the guys from the Dynamite Circle in Budapest as well when they were there and uh, Maditya and I, we were starting to become good friends at that time. So we didn't talk in Chiang Mai, but we talked in Bali and in the DCBKK. That was pretty cool and it was cool to meet a lot of people that I'm sure are listening to this podcast now. And uh, as you said, like not just numbers, but like people and a lot of cool stories as well. Like. You know what? I, I met a guy called Bizen who in Chiang Mai who like was a high school student and listened just to his podcast actually, and now has makes five figures per month with affiliate sites. And it's just like just one guy I've met and has a really amazing story. And I'm sure it's not just because of us. I'm sure he reads other blogs, etc. Too, but just him coming to us and be like, "Oh, a lot of your content is what." is what helped me get there. That was actually uh, really cool to to see that, you know. Do you want to say something about events? Uh, no, I have a question. Uh, how did you find uh, being a presenter? How did you find speaking at these events? I found myself bad the first time I did it. And uh, I found myself better the second time I did it. <laughs> so it's like, there's no, not all hope is lost. I think I can get, I can get it. It's kind of like videos, right? I mean, screencast videos, I'm pretty good now. It's like I, I'm, I'm almost one-shot wonder in most cases. I feel like presenting I, is something I need to work on. But in terms of like at the conference, it was just cool to meet people. Like this is the part I enjoy the most. I'm happy to put a I had good feedback on my presentations, but I, we're also very perfectionist. As we just talked about how we don't sell products if we don't think they're perfect. And, and it works the same way for presenting. I think I can do a lot better. But I'll work on it. And people that came, I think uh, I made up for it with preparation. I think we talked about this in another podcast. But like, I was like, well, if my presentation skills need polishing, at least what I can do is I can make it up with the content, real life examples, case studies, et cetera, I put in my presentation. That's what I did. And I think it worked for most people. So yeah, that's basically how I feel about it. And are you going to be joining Toastmasters next year? I think I'm going to be forced to anyway. <laughs> so it's like, I don't think I have a choice. But yeah, I think I should. You know, it's one of these things. We say that it's the first time we come out to actually meet people that do our stuff. It's like, it's it's a new part of what we do for us. And if you read the first blog post on Atari Hacker, you'll see it's not that great. So I am very much, I'm the kind of person that kind of like sucks at everything they start, but just doesn't give up and keep doing it, you know, and grinds it. It's probably going to be the same thing for this. And eventually, I'm sure I'll do quite well at it after a lot of pain and sweat, you know. <laughs> So that's basically the answer. But yeah, let's see how it goes. So what's next for Atari Hacker? Courses. Uh, there's going to be more courses, actually. We're working on blueprints for Atari 
40 Hiker Pro. If you're an H Pro member, you will get these for free as a free update. As we mentioned it, we will also start selling the new blueprints and we will also probably be working on more advanced specialty courses. So like really advanced link building courses, really advanced keyword research courses, that kind of stuff. So that's what's probably going to happen. The blog's going to come back, but it's probably going to come back in a bit of a different shape in the sense that we don't find that writing 15,000 words is always the best solution to communicate. And as a result, it makes us not publish very often. So we're probably going to scale back the, the size and the scope of many blog posts, make them shorter, but make them more frequent because right now it's ridiculous how low the frequency is. So we're probably going to come back to that more. We're probably going to do a bit more of an effort in SEO as well so that they, they reward us more. And as a result, we do more of them. So more free content for everyone that's listening, whether you buy courses or not, it doesn't matter. We're going to get on YouTube. I'm literally looking at the camera that we just received uh, on my desk right now. So we should be getting on YouTube probably in February. I, I just want to say um, that we're, we're not think... like one of those people that just like, oh, let's do YouTube. Okay, let's buy all the equipment and then figure it out. We actually have sat down and well, planned this quite thoroughly as to like our what our approach is going to be. We're creating different YouTube kind of content templates essentially for how we're going to approach yeah. it. So it'll be good when it comes. Well, time will tell. Um, <laughs> we also say we'd never get another office. But anyway, it's time will tell, but we're definitely going to give a shot to at YouTube. I think it's going to be quite interesting. We definitely need a decent setup to do this properly, but we're already queuing up ideas and so on. So same thing. I don't think YouTube is going to be like massively produced videos. They would be more like quick Q&As, maybe hands-on and tutorials, that kind of stuff. Podcasts are going to be more dedicated to debates and you know, long-form discussion. I think that makes more sense than uh, videos even. And then the posts, they will mostly be resources, you know, list posts, that kind of stuff that just, just gives you a bunch of information, tips and nuggets on one single topic. That's probably what's going to be there. And the posts will probably take a lot of content from the podcasts and from YouTube, just remashing up all our content into a big resource. So that's mostly what you can expect. The good news as well is that we're doing quite well with Facebook ads. So we can actually grow the community with Facebook ads on Atari Hacker, not just with SEO, which is quite nice. And uh, we'll probably keep pushing that. Anything else that you think we should mention that's coming up for Atari Hacker? I think that's basically, yeah, that's basically it. All right. We're going to talk about health mission now. That's not as fun of a discussion. But let's first talk about what happened at the beginning of the year, right? So at the beginning of the year, health mission was doing just fine. And we spent the first quarter of the year redesigning a website and just working on concepts and design. And honestly, now looking back, there was a lot of energy put into that together with the re-upload of the content. Like a lot of energy was put into health ambition with the idea of growing it and so on. It took several months to put all of this together. I'd say the first quarter of the year was just this, basically. And this was before Elementor had the team builder and all these things. So everything was custom built as well. So we had to pay development costs. We had to pay design costs. We had to pay the costs of people migrating. Content. It was also a lot of um, our time overseeing that and planning that and kind of managing that 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 really like cost us. If you want to sort of quantify that, yeah. At the time, this site was making mid five figures a month, so it was pretty good. What we did as well is we were still paying writers at the time, where they were still writing content. We were not publishing it until the new site was released. But we stacked up like 400 articles on Google Drive or something uh, that writers were writing. And so after the redesign, we published a lot of new content. And as we released the new design, the site did okay. Like it didn't massively jump up or anything like that, but it did okay. Like the traffic was 
around the same, maybe slightly up, but nothing major. And you know, we even did some CRO work with Kurt, and he found new layouts that, for some of them, increased revenue for up to twenty-seven percent. That was good, right? But actually, when we didn't see as much of a jump in traffic as we expected, especially releasing all that new content and so on. And having, if you check the, the link building graph in Ahrefs, you'll see that uh, at the time we were building a lot of links to this site as well. And the site was stagnating already quite a bit. And so in May, after putting all these resources in the site and not seeing it do very well, to be honest, at least not reacting as much to the effort we were putting in as other sites at the time, which at the time we were working on, and we'll talk about this right after, well, we kind of like started diverting resources while it was still doing okay. And, and we asked, when did we stop producing content? For In us? May. So we basically went yeah. into full on keep the lights on and nothing else mode. So we stopped all yeah. content, stopped all link building in May of this year. Yeah. So most people think that we were still going full speed at the time where the medic updates happened, which is uh, August 1st. But actually... We had stopped working a lot on these. Yeah, thing. I mean, I mean to, to be fair, I think the Medicaid would have hit us whether we were or whether we didn't. I don't think that had anything to yeah. do with it. All I'm saying is we stopped the effort even before that. Yeah, actually. yeah. We actively, st- and mostly because, and there's a lot of frustration that came with health ambition. Like, it's like the way we build sites today is so different from what health ambition is like. Like, really, it's like if I had to start a new site, it's not going to be like health ambition at all. Mostly because this site is old. I mean, as we said, it's almost it's six years old now. And a lot of decisions we make back in the day, take a shot, <laughs> were, were decisions we would not make today. Keywords we were targeting back in the day <laughs> were easy, and today they're very hard. And overall, there was a mix of like things that we were not good at and just the environment being completely different at the time, right? And, so, and also, just the site structure is a nightmare. The topic selection, you know, it's all over the place. The reason is general health is because we're unable to even build silos properly. So a lot of the things with health emission, this and the fact that I didn't react, we're like, well, F this. We have other sites going quite well. We're keeping the lights on. It's producing five figures a month, no problem. It's cool. And what happened is the August 1st medic update happened. And actually, the, the August 1st wasn't so bad for us. Traffic barely moved. It dipped a lot in uh, September 27. It dipped again in November 1st, actually. So today, we actually, the site lost 75% of traffic and revenue, more or less. So it's still a four-figure per month site, like mid-four figures. Yeah, even upper mid-four figures. But it's a lot less than it used to be. And thing is, like, the fact that we already had kind of stopped working on it before that happened, and now seeing this, is not the most motivating thing to do to work on this site. We are doing some stuff to work on it. We've actually unpublished 300 articles this week at which are, at the time at which we're recording. We have disavowed thousands of domains. We've done, we've done several things just to see if we can bring some life back into... It's more an experiment this, the, at this stage rather than like yeah. a, a serious, oh, let's make a proper business out of this kind of thing. It's more to see like how should you handle a penalty and how can you come back from this can you come back yeah uh, if we find something cool out of it why not but like to be honest like the way this medic update has happened it's uh sure there's winners and losers but 95 percent of people lost and five percent of people won right so if you look at a site like healthline they took so much traffic uh, they gained so much traffic but 
all the sites that went up, they're like really big corporations that are not like individual site builders like we are. I have yet to see people that run the kind of business we run in the health niche that have done really well out of these updates. I'm sure some of them have, but it's a really small percentage. So I would say it's like 5 10% of people, if that. 10% would, is already in a very high bracket, I believe. And so for all these reasons, it's just like, it feels like, I'm not sure how Sunshine will come back. I know a lot of people want to see us recover this site, et cetera. But what we're going to talk after, what we're going to talk about after is the other sites that we've been working on this year and like how well they've been doing. Do you, do you want to say anything yeah, else? Yeah, it's just a kind of, I mean, we have put Health Ambition out there as an example, as a case study. We've done that because, well, it was the first, it was the only case study we had when we first started. We actually started Health Ambition before we started Authority Hacker. So, and it sort of had a lot of copycats and whatnot over the years. And we still focused on it to an extent. But there was a certain point, even before May, when long before this year, when we realized that, okay, health emission is not our primary business here. It's it's a nice case study that we can we can use. We've already made it public. We can talk about it. That's fine. We're a lot more reluctant to talk about our other sites because primarily because of copycats, in fact. But we're in the situation yeah. now where we've put this this site, we've put Health Emission out there. It's been hit by a penalty. And people are rightly... It's not really a penalty. It's an algorithm, algorithm change, really. change penalty. It's not, it's, it's, not it's, it's not doing as well as it once was before. And people are rightly saying, oh, well, if the site you're putting out there as an example isn't doing well, does that mean everything else you talk about when building sites yeah. is bullshit? And you're right to ask that question. The answer is, of course, no. Everything else we're doing across all our other sites is going very, very well. And we're actually at the point now where we, we mentioned we're in the process of selling another site, which we haven't revealed before. And that has just cruised through all these updates and done really well. It's It's really, really rapid growth, in fact. And hopefully... In one year, this site went from making almost basically zero and being brand new. I think this site is like 15 months old or something, 16, 15. And it went from almost zero to making more money than health emission made at its high in like 12 months, yeah. basically. So when you're in that situation, as we are, it's kind of difficult because we want to keep sharing online marketing stuff with you guys. If we could, we would share all our sites and say, hey, look at this, look at this. But then they would all stop to be effective because everyone would just copy them and they wouldn't actually be good examples. So it's kind of difficult. It's kind of a difficult situation. We do have to kind of like balance what we share. As I said, once that sale, hopefully once that sale goes through, we will be able to share a lot more information about the journey that we sort of went through. We still won't be able to share everything. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of unknowns around how how much we can share at this stage. I assume the new buyer would not want hundreds of other people doing copycat sites either. But we will endeavor to to do what we can to bring as much information to you guys as, as possible. It's kind of a dilemma, right? It's like on one hand, you can either have people that actually do this stuff and talk about real life stuff, but then you can't really share the URLs of the sites mm-hmm. you're working on. Otherwise people destroy them. On the other hand, we could just be like, yeah, well, F this. We're just going to build sites that we show to people and we're just going to make all the money we make from Atari Hacker and essentially become professional IMOs 
Yeah, your only niche is online marketing and all your examples are from the online marketing exactly. niche. That's something we really don't want to go into because it was one of the primary reasons we built Authority Hacker the way we did and we started using health ambition as a case study is because we want to avoid that as much as possible because I find it's very difficult to learn from We wanted to prove that we do it yeah. in other niches. We wanted to prove it works in other niches. Every time we try to share tactics, it's like it works in other niches. The site that uh, we're mentioning now, the one that we might be selling, is not in online marketing at all. Uh, it's a completely different niche. And it's like, once again, we've been able to use the tactics we talk about in other niches and it's working. And But I feel like now we've shown what we might do in the future for our, our other sites is we might share anonymized stats and things like that. So case studies without... Uh, necessarily the exact niche or giving a very broad idea of the niche we're definitely not sharing the domain and you know showing examples of tactics that we've used and results they've had I've seen Matt Digiti do that and it works pretty well for him shows that he actually does this stuff but it also protects his other sites and and really as an audience you can't have everything you can have people that you follow that actually do this stuff as a real business and at the same time share their exact URLs because there is 5% 5% of this community that's going to take what we do and do everything they can to destroy it and or copy it so that they can get a few pennies from the money we're making from these sites. And that just completely kills the competitive advantage we have. And as a result, we just can't be serious about these businesses. And to some extent, that happened a little bit to health ambition with the hundreds of copycats that happened. And we got to that point where we're like, well, we either share URLs or and we just become authority hacker 100% or we keep doing the the other sites and then we can't share everything. And that's essentially the route we've taken for a while now. And that's why we have other sites that are doing really well. And that's why people, when people are doubting it, I'm like, you'll see. And I'll probably share some anonymized analytic stats from other sites. Beginning of the year, I'm actually drafting a post where I'm talking about how we grew this site. And, you know, it will show that through the updates, these new sites and the way we build them did really well. And that's also one of the reasons I mentioned that if I had to rebuild a site, it would not be like health submission at all. And we've seen through algorithm updates that, yeah, that didn't pay off that well. Anything else you want to say about the other sites? Yeah, just that we're planning on starting some more next year as well. And maybe journaling more the kind of initial progress of those. Because I know that that's like a big area that a lot of people are kind of interested in is actually getting off the ground, like getting to your first thousand dollars a month, not just what do you do when you already have a site that's, you know, has lots of traffic to, to increase mm-hmm. it further. It's interesting as well, but I, I want to have more content at, at that end as well. So we can show real case studies from like in er- the early stages of growth as well. Yeah. I think we're going to start two or three sites next year, or like early next year. We're probably going to start them at the same time as well with different project managers and so on. So should be quite exciting to have that. But yeah, it's going to be anonymized, most likely. You'll get a very, very broad idea of the niche, but it's not something that is going to be easy to trace back, etc. It's going to be on purpose. But if we don't give that information, then we can share things like analytics and specific tactics we've been using. So it's probably the choice we're going to make. That's how we can both do a Tory hacker and run a portfolio of sites and actually fulfill the promise that we do what we say. All right, guys. So that's basically it for the updates. I hope you enjoyed it. We try to be as open as possible with what went well, with what didn't go so well. This year was a very weird one in many aspects. In in a sense, not a ton changed. I mean, the new site stuff is the stuff that changed the most for us. 
it's unfortunate that health submission ended where it was, but I like to reflect back on this site, thinking that it's been producing for us for six years. It's made a lot of money for us. This compared to the amount of money we invested, is one of the, probably one of the best investments I've made in my life. So, is it going to come back? I'm not sure. But even if it doesn't, it was a great investment. And the other sites, the other stuff that we're doing is quite exciting. Uh, the stuff for Hacker that's coming up is also quite fun for us. So I hope you guys enjoy the openness and there will be no podcasts for two weeks during the Christmas break, but we're going to be back on January 1st with a brand new episode. So I hope you enjoyed it. Have a good Christmas, have a good new year, and we'll see you in 2019. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.